0: Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Bismillahir Rahmanir rahman rahim Alhamdulillah Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam His entire household, all his companions May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them all without exception And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless every single one of us and grant us all success in this beautiful month of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding of the deen and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those who can act in a way that will please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not in a way that will displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My brothers and sisters, it is absolutely important for us to realize the power of unity. If we would like to save ourselves, from being crushed by the enemy it is important for us to unite and it is important for us to realize the minor differences that we do have among us should not be a cause for us to begin to hate each other to the degree that we cannot even stand up for each other may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect this ummah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this in many places in the quran and in one of them, verse number 103 of Surah Al-Imran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Hold fast to the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not split. Do not split, do not disunite, and do not leave that particular rope. What is the rope? the Quran that was revealed by Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala and the deen that was brought by Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi wa Sallam hold fast to it and unite this must be the uniting factor the uniting factor is the fact that i say the shahada ashhadu an ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu i bear witness that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah and i bear witness that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi wa is the final messenger of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs us to make it our business to remind people where they are going wrong, to encourage them to do good and discourage them from bad. It's our duty. And it is the duty from amongst us of at least a group that is enough for us to take lesson from. If everyone is going to remain silent, then we have a problem. So at least some of us need to be those who correct the others. That correction must be based on revelation, not based on our whims and fancies, not based on what we think, not based on our emotions, but rather based on knowledge, based on revelation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. So Allah says in verse number 104 of the same surah, Surah Al-Imran, Waltakum وَلْتَكُمْ مِنْكُمْ أُمَّةٌ يَدْعُونَ إِلَى الْخَيْرِ وَيَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ Let there be from amongst you a group who calls towards goodness. يَدْعُونَ إِلَى الْخَيْرِ They call towards goodness. By encouraging people to do good and discouraging them from bad. So the reminder is something important. You know Allah says, mu'minin." Keep on reminding, for indeed the reminding benefits those who believe. If you're a true believer, you will not get upset. How many times does Allah instruct us to fulfill salah in the Qur'an? So many times, not once. It was enough for him to say it once in the whole Qur'an. It would have been recorded. But Allah repeats it again and again. Because he knows that for us, it's beneficial to be repeated. Repetition is good. So don't feel bad when things are repeated. Also what is of importance to save ourselves from people not wanting to listen to the truth Not wanting to take heed not wanting to be warned from the bad It's important that we choose the best way of communicating that goodness to them It's not good enough for us to swear people and tell them you know what you're not fulfilling your salah You are this and you are that with big big swear words not at all You are just supposed to say you know my brother It's better if you fulfill your salah if you don't this is what may happen And if you do, this is what will happen, and so on. You encourage them in a beautiful way. You know the right time, you know the right place, and you know the right words. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make that easy for us. Then we have a very interesting verse, very interesting verses connected to making haste. To do what? Obviously, if there's goodness in one direction, we will all run in that direction, right? If there is something being dished out wholesale, goodness people are dishing out wealth money or gold or something expensive valuable someone is giving out free rolex watches like we said the other day do you know we would be rushing in that direction we would want one at least at the bottom of our hearts we know you know okay let me see let's see what's going on even the wealthy people someone might see you will go and show them look at this watch it's worth two hundred thousand where is it where is it Subhanallah. It's natural and normal that when goodness is coming from a direction, you want to go in that direction. So the best thing you could ever have, the greatest goodness is the forgiveness of Allah. Allah is giving out that forgiveness every night of Ramadan and even every other night and every day. So Allah says in verse number 133 of Surah Al-Imran, (laughs) Make haste towards the forgiveness from your Rabb And make haste towards paradise Run towards it Rush towards it Make sure you are found in that direction And not just ordinarily walking but rushing How many of us can seek the forgiveness of Allah every day? Jannah is in front of us my brothers and sisters Walk towards it by seeking Allah's forgiveness. The two are connected. How are they connected? I will get paradise through the forgiveness of Allah and His mercy. So I keep asking for Allah's forgiveness and Allah's mercy, and He will give me paradise in return. But I'm also allowed and I should be asking for paradise as well. Oh Allah, grant me forgiveness and grant me Jannah, ya Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us Jannah. May He save us from hellfire. So save yourselves from hellfire by having the correct qualities. Allah makes mention of some of these qualities in verse number 134. That's the next verse. Those who spend at times of ease and at times of difficulty. When it's easy for them, they spend. When it's hard for them, they also spend. Spend in what cause? In a good cause helping people so Allah says those who suppress their anger those who control their temper they deserve paradise do you know that control your temper brothers and sisters one of the biggest disasters is when a person cannot control his temper who do you think you are that's the question you need to ask yourself Allah is above you. You need to control that temper. People tend to vent their frustrations upon those whom they love the most or the most vulnerable. Your wife, your children. Nowadays we are supposed to say, your husband, poor man. Stop swearing him. Stop losing your cool on him. All the time you're becoming angry. Control your temper. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us control our temper. So Allah says, al The people whom Jannah is prepared for, one of the categories or included in the the qualities of these people, the quality of controlling your temper, extinguishing that anger. When you get angry, tell yourself, no way, I don't want to vent this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. Without working hard on that temper of yours, you're not going to be able to solve the problem. It comes with dedication. When Allah tells you that Jannah will be achieved in lieu of something, remember that will be quite a difficult thing. It's not going to be a simple walk in the park. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. Ameen. So let's all promise that we're going to control our temper. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us all. Ameen. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Nas." Those who forgive people, Allah will forgive them. Learn to forgive. Like I told you, one of the qualities of those who will go into Jannah, they forgive people. It cannot be something easy. It's very difficult to forgive someone who has harmed you, oppressed you, done something wrong. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. It's extremely difficult, but if you find it in your heart to forgive them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will forgive you more easily Why do I say more easily? The reason is Sometimes A person takes advantage of you forgiving them When they know you forgive a lot They will keep on harming you Keep on taking from you Keep on doing things You have every right Every right To claim the right that is owed to you You have every right Someone owes you a thousand dollars And they will tell you Did you hear what the sheikh said this evening? Just forgive me Don't worry Allah will forgive you They can't keep on saying that. Tell them, look, you owe me the money and please give it to me. That's it, I want it. I'm talking here about someone who might have sworn you, someone who might have done wrong to you. If someone owes you, once in a while you might say, okay, to one or two of them, you know what, it's negligible. Let me let it pass this time. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you more in terms of sustenance. But at the same time, what we need to know, my brothers and sisters, is learn not to hold grudges learn not to hold burdens learn not to break your back by holding so much against everyone who's around you just release it take it out may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us then allah makes mention of the one who commits immorality and straight after that regrets what does that mean That means those who have committed any form of immorality, immoral behavior, they've engaged in anything immoral. Starting from a bad word to adultery and fornication. Going all the way across the spectrum. Those who might have participated in the watching of nude movies and so on, pornography and what have you. Allah says, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا فَعَلُوا فَاحِشَةً أَوْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ اللَّهَ لذنوبهم. Those who have engaged in immorality or oppressed themselves, which means they have transgressed against themselves. If they quickly remember Allah and they seek forgiveness for their sins, And they say, Who is there besides Allah who can forgive my sin? Oh Allah, forgive my sin. They are seeking forgiveness. And they don't continue in that sin. So these are the qualities. What happens? You quickly admit, you remember that Allah alone can forgive you, and you do not continue in that sin. When you seek that forgiveness, you change your ways. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Thereafter. (laughs) أُولَٰئِكَ مَغْفِرَةٌ مِّنْ رَبِّهِمْ For those type of people, there will be forgiveness from their Rabb, and they will also have Jannah. They will also have paradise. What a beautiful verse of hope. Those who've done wrong in their youth, Those who are young and they've done wrong. Those who are old and they look back in their lives and they think to themselves, I did this wrong and that wrong. Allah is telling you, hang on. We know about you. We know about you in person. And we are telling you that if you change your ways and your habits and you seek the forgiveness of Allah and you don't continue doing what you did in the past, we will forgive you and we will definitely grant you paradise. Subhanallah. This is something really great. So let's save ourselves from Jahannam. Let's save ourselves from the torment, from the punishment by engaging in the repentance that we are being spoken about this evening. Then we have another quality that we need to engrave within ourselves. We need to actually make sure that this quality is part of our character. What is it? Leniency. To be lenient towards people. Don't be too hard. The way you speak, the way you react or should I say interact with people and even when someone does something how you react is extremely important you need to think very carefully so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the lesson is for all of us you see Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he had such a beautiful way of speaking When he used to speak, the people wanted to listen to him. When he said something, they wanted to obey that instruction. He put it forth in a beautiful way. He gave people hope. A man once walked into the masjid and urinated in one corner. And everyone got upset and angry and they wanted to beat him up. And the Prophet spoke to him in such a beautiful way. And he told the rest of the people to go away. And in fact, to start becoming busy, trying to clean that urination. But he told this man, you know what? This is a masjid, it's the house of Allah. It's not for this type of thing. It is for Jilawah, it is for salah, it is for dhikr, it is for worshipping Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. The man was looking and he knew that the rest of them wanted to beat me up and look at what the Prophet himself is telling me. And so he says, Allahummarhamni warham Muhammadan wala maana ahadam. Oh Allah, have mercy on me and have mercy on Muhammad, but don't have mercy on anyone else. Why was he saying that? He was upset the way the rest of them reacted. Then the Prophet ﷺ had to correct him again. So the Prophet ﷺ says, You know what? You're trying to make narrow something that does not become narrow. It's too broad. What's that? The mercy of Allah. You can't say, Allah don't have mercy on these people. No way. That's the mercy of Allah. He will have mercy upon whomsoever he wishes. So the point being raised is the method of speech. Allah says, If you are hard-hearted... And if you were harsh, the people would have dispersed. No one would have wanted to listen to you and what you have to say. So this reminds us whenever we are speaking, whenever we are reminding people, let's not doom people in a way that they run away. And in a way that they don't want to listen to us. They feel as soon as they look at our face, they will say, Hey, this man is only talking about the fire. You know, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. It's important to speak about the fire because it is the truth. It is definitely there. There are warnings. But we need to know how to warn the people in a way that we strike a balance between hope and fear. We don't need to eradicate all their hope and tell them, listen, it's over. My brother, now you do what you want, you're already going into the fire. Astaghfirullah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. Allah says in verse number 159 of that surah, surah Al-Imran, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ It is indeed due to the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you were lenient to them or oh, you are lenient to them. وَلَوْ كُنْتَ غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْ مِنْ حَوْنِكَ And indeed if you were hard-hearted or harsh and hard-hearted, you they would have all dispersed from around you. They wouldn't want to listen to you. So that's a beautiful lesson. We all have to learn from that. Also, what's important for us to know is when we become miserly, it's actually harmful against ourselves. We are harming ourselves. If I am miserly and I don't spend in a good cause, don't think for a moment that that good cause is going to stop as a result of me not spending in that direction. Allah will reject you and pick up someone else to spend in that direction. So if you have been giving to a good cause and you know it is a good cause, keep giving, try to give. Open your arms to those who are in need. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to help others. Remember if we are becoming stingy or miserly, Allah will create others who are going to give. And the reward will be gone. They will have taken it. But the train continues. It's not going to stop. It doesn't mean because of you, everything's going to stop. So Allah reminds us, verse number 180 of Surah (laughs) Al-Imran. Those people who are miserly with that which Allah has bestowed upon them, let them not think it's good for them. They should not think for a moment that that's good for them. In fact, it is bad for them. Obviously, these verses were revealed upon a specific occasion, but the lesson is for all of us. If you want to protect yourself from being rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, learn to take out a little bit of your wealth and give it to the poor, give it to those in need, give it to a good cause, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open your doors. Then we have something that is inevitable. Every one of us is going to go through a certain door... Known as death. Death is a door. Every single person is going to cross, go through. They have to go into that door. You have to. There's no option. People before you have gone, before me have gone. I have to go, you have to go. No option. You have to. So who is the winner? The winner is the one who saves himself from hellfire by doing good deeds pack away as many good deeds as you can before you go on a holiday you collect all your rands and what you do when you're about to go you go to the bank and you change those rands into the currency of the place you're going to go to so that it's valid there if i go to the maldives and i give them rands they will laugh they won't know what it is they're going to look at the faces and the animals there and they're not going to know what it's all about May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. But if I were to go to them and present their currency or an acceptable international currency, they will nod their heads. This man has come with the money. What would you like, sir? You may enter. You have, oh, wow, this man is a rich man. They'll tell everyone, hey, be careful. This guy here, has got a lot of wealth. Be careful, treat him well. Good morning, sir. Good afternoon, sir. Can I carry your bags? Can I do this? Why? You've got the cash. That's what it is. The same applies to Jannah. But that currency is different, it's called deeds. The more deeds you do, Wallahi, the angels will open the doors for you. They will greet you upon entry, they will make you welcome, they will give you good news, they will tell you to come inside exactly. Why? You've got the currency that's required to go into Jannah. I'm a rich man, what do I have? Lots and lots of deeds. And I was kind, I didn't give my deeds away, but I kept them for myself in a way that I benefited. The deeds you have to keep, my brothers and sisters. Don't let other people have the reward of your deeds by backbiting about them, slandering, cheating, etc. So this is a powerful reminder. Save your deeds from being taken away by protecting them. And at the same time, save yourself from the punishment by amassing lots of deeds. Many of us are interested in amassing fat bank balances. You know, they say this guy has a thick bank account. That's what they say in our language here. What does that mean? He's sitting fat. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. It actually means the man's got a lot, isn't it? Wallahi, when you have a lot in terms of deeds, you would be the winner. Many of us are worried about a lot of money. What about a lot of deeds? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, verse number 185, Surah Al-Imran. Kullu <laughs> nafsin وَإِنَّمَا تُوَفَّوْنَ أُجُورَكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فَمَنْ زُحْزِحَ عَنِ النَّارِ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ فَازِ وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْغُرُورِ Every soul shall taste death And indeed, the one who is saved from hellfire and granted entry into paradise is the winner. That is the winner. And indeed, the life of this world is a deception. Subhanallah. What type of a deception? We think we have, but we don't have. If you die, they take off even your jersey that you are wearing this evening because of the cold in this masjid. As I was coming here, someone said, the masjid in Bosmont is like... Cold room, mashallah. Cold room, alhamdulillah. While the Quran we are reading is warm. So the warmth of that Quran would actually heat you up to the right temperature. But what you need to know, my brothers and sisters, is one day we will all die. All the clothing that we are wearing will be removed. Anything of value of this world will be taken out and left in the world for other people to fight over. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. So prepare, prepare my brothers and sisters. Some of the wealthiest people may not be wealthy in terms of the Akhirah, the hereafter. And some of the paupers who didn't have anything in this world, they might be the wealthiest in the hereafter. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen us. Then we have some reminder. You see, we hear a lot of bad words against the Muslims and against those who are righteous sometimes. In the world... You hear people say negative things, false rumors about Muslims. They spread falsehood about Islam and the Muslims. And it irritates us. Allah tells us in verse number 186 of Surah Al-Imran, He predicts this. And He says, لَتُبَلَوُنَّ amwalikum wa anfusikum." You will be tested regarding your wealth and yourselves. Then He says, مِنَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ وَمِنَ الَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا مِنَ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ وَمِنَ الَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا And you will hear from the people who received the book before you, which means from the Jews and the Christians, and you will hear from the mushrikeen a lot of harmful words. There will be a lot of harm coming to you from that direction. So Allah says, What should you do as a result? If you are going to bear patience and you are going to be conscious of Allah, that's the best thing you could do. Because some people react in a way that makes one problem ten problems. Some people react in a way that is unacceptable Islamically. Just because you are upset at what they are doing against you does not mean that you now need to do something that is irrational or unacceptable. No. We are all upset at what's happening across the globe. That doesn't mean we need to do things that are unacceptable themselves. No. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us wisdom and grant us understanding. Amen. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of The du'as, and these du'as and supplications towards the end of Surah Al-Imran, I'd like you to go through them. I made mention of them yesterday, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here, that those who have heard the caller calling, and they have believed, and they seek the forgiveness of Allah, Allah will forgive them. Allah says, (laughs) فَاسْتَجَابَ لَهُمْ رَبُّهُمْ لَا أُضِيعُ عَمَلَ مِّنْكُمْ مِنْ ذَكَرٍ Allah responded to their call by saying that I will not waste the deeds of any one of the doers from amongst you who does deeds male or female. You do your deeds, I'm not going to waste those deeds. You are never going to see wastage of those deeds. We move on to Surah An-Nisa. The Surah named after women. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes mention of the origin of mankind. We know, we believe that we were created from Adam and thereafter Eve or Hawa alayha salatu wa salam was created from Adam. That's what we believe. And we believe the Qur'an says that at the beginning of Surah An-Nisa. Ya ayyuhannasu attaqo rabbakum O people, fear the one who made you. O people, be conscious of He who made you. <speaking in foreign language> he who created you from one soul, <speaking in foreign language> and created from it its spouse. From Adam, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala chose to create Eve, O Hawa, alayha salatu wa وَبَثَّ And he caused from the two of them a multitude of male and female to spread, to spread on earth from the two of them, which means you are all part of one family. Remember to fulfill each other's rights. Those who are Muslim from amongst you, you have more than one link. Those who are not Muslim from amongst you, the least you can say is you have one link and that is the link of humanity. When you see someone doing something wrong, it is not correct to kill them. It is not correct to harm them. It is correct to teach them. It is correct to guide them. It is correct to tell them and not to lose hope and to continue telling them. How many of us do that which is wrong? And we do it for years on end. And the day comes when we turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After a long time, today we witnessed killing of gay people in the United States of America. I want to tell you something very interesting about this. We cannot condone sporadic killing. That's what it is. It's killing no matter where it is. It can be in Iraq or Afghanistan or Pakistan or anywhere else in the world. We are against killing. Why kill innocent people? People who have not fought you. They will be kuffar. They will be disbelievers. You can disagree with them, but you're not allowed to go out and just kill them. You cannot. Your duty is da'wah. Your duty is to go out and give them the message of the deen. So when we say that we condemn the killing of people just like that, it does not mean we are condoning any of their actions, nor does it mean we might be agreeing with every aspect of their living. But it means they are human beings and... Your duty towards them is to correct them or to tell them or to guide them or to express your disagreement. But you cannot go around killing people. That's something common logic that you can understand. Even if Islam disagrees with disbelief, for example, there are people who hate the Jews. You cannot go and kill them. There are people who hate Muslims. They cannot come and kill us. There are people who hate Christians. We cannot just go and kill them, they cannot go and kill them, etc. You cannot do that. This is something that you need to understand. And if you don't, there is something wrong with your iman and your brain. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. It doesn't mean I agree with Christianity, nor do I agree with Judaism, nor does it mean I agree with any other behavior or inclination. But what it does mean is as a human being, I don't have the right to take the law in my own hands and to start killing people as and when I wish and I think, no, not at all. It is something worth taking note of. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us understand this. This is why I end on this verse to remind you, my brothers and sisters, all of you are related as human beings. Adam alayhi being the father. He was the first of human being. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us resolve our differences and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to do that which is correct, especially when we disagree with people. We should never ever become violent as a result. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad.